0: It's the Craggy Rugby Podcast. This is a podcast special. I'm Alan Deegan and I'm here with William Davis and we're sitting in Thoman Park for, for quite a special day, William. Yeah, it's a very
1: interesting day. It's the inaugural match involving the Barbarians women's team. They're taking on Munster. And then later on, the second part of this doubleheader, Tonga are playing the Barbarians as part of their European tour. It is a thoroughly... Miserable, wet
2: evening. Well,
1: Barbarian women's team making history walking onto the pitch, or jogging onto the pitch, I should say, here. Um, Quite a few Irish players involved. And, of course, Adele McMahon from Galwegians is the local representative from our neck of the woods. And they're awaiting Munster. I think Munster are going to play 15 in the first half and a different 15 in the second half. So we're just going to go through the initial kickoff of this. And then uh, we're going to talk a lot more about the Barbarians, what they're about. It's the first time I've ever seen them live. And I have to admit, it's the first time I've ever watched women's rugby live. So it's an interesting evening for myself this evening. So Christine LeDuf of France. Playing for the Barbarians tonight. She's about to kick off. I'm quite sure why the referee's waiting. And we are underway and it's a historic moment for women's rugby as the first Barbarians women's team are in action here at Thulman Park.
0: OK, it's half-time here in Thulman Park and the Barbarians lead seven points to nil, William. Yeah, exciting, exciting enough stuff, except that the rain really is having playing havoc. Yeah, it's, it's tough conditions for handling. Uh, it's got
1: really, really greasy, thick sort of misty rain. But a lot of endeavor from both sides. Um, a lot of things exactly the same as you'd expect. two very loud, noisy scrum halves, yeah. <laughs> uh, giving plenty of advice to their teammates uh, and the referee on occasions. And Munster's best bit of the half was when they got a drive-in mall going that seemed to energize the crowd greatly. Um, but so far so good, it's just pity the weather has been so unkind for this sort of sort of game. you'd have wanted a much nicer
0: evening. It might indeed. Now, you want to talk to us a little bit about uh, the history of the Barbarians. Yeah, well, there's a couple of things that are very noticeable about. Uh, Barbarians
1: obviously play in black and white. It's a very famous jersey. But they play then in your club socks. And uh, some of the women on the Barbarians team have taken this to a slightly even a newer level because they're wearing two different socks, (laughs) which suggests they're covering maybe two clubs that they've played for. But it's been a tradition of Barbarians rugby for going back many many years they also have the additional tradition that in all of their squads they try to have one uncapped player and Edel McMahon of Galwegians is that player for them tonight Uh, it's something that is just part of their traditional history, the women are starting this evening but the the men's barbarian team has been around since 1890 Uh, it was founded by a chap called William Percy Carp Meal And he decided when rugby, the rugby season used to run then from September to March. And he decided he was going to, he wanted to play some rugby after March. So he started bringing teams from Blackheath, where he was based, up to the north of England. Uh, They used to go up to Yorkshire and play uh, four games in five days. I think that was a Friday, Saturday, Monday, Tuesday. Obviously on Sunday he probably took the chaps off to church for a bit of... uh, getting a bit of vim and vigour. So the Barbarians have been around a very long time but the moment that maybe they came into general sporting consciousness was this.
3: little support good tackle by Slappery Island almost on the
2: halfway line Kirkpatrick to Williams this is great stuff Phil Bennett covering chased by Alastair Stone brilliant Brilliant! John Williams, Brian Williams, Collins, John Dawes,
3: great dummy. David, Tom David, the halfway line, brilliant by Quinell. This is Gareth Edwards, a dramatic
1: start. What goal!
4: If the greatest writer of the written word would have written that story, no one would have believed it. That really
0: was something. OK, William, that was the, the famous try in 1973 that's um, famously called by Cliff Morgan because one of my heroes was, was ill that day in Bill McLaren and he, he, he left Cliff Morgan to do it and it's one of the most famous commentaries in, in rugby history.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's wonderful. It's it, it was a wonderful game. It, it's, it still is. And I think Gareth Edwards interdu- interviewed a couple of years ago pointed out that that happened in essentially the first couple of minutes. But the game itself was actually... There was far more went on. It was a wonderful game of attacking uh, rugby by both sides. It's on YouTube. A full game is there. So go and have a look at that. But the Barbarians have, a, have an ethos. They're a, they're a travelling club. They don't have a home ground. Uh, their motto which came from a chap called Walter Julius Cleary, who became Bishop of Bloemfontein later in his career, uh, his rugby is rugby as a game for gentlemen in all classes. Well, after today, that'll have to be slightly altered. But for no bad sportsmanship in any class. And they've tried to bring this ethos of attacking rugby. And when the game changed from amateur to professional, A lot of people felt the Barbarians would cease to exist. But they've reinvented themselves. It's much tougher for them now to get players released. Their famous uh, Easter tour of Wales is a thing of the past. They play a lot more international teams. And players from all over the world now play for them. It used to be mostly players from around uh, Britain and Ireland. On the Connacht front there's been quite a few Connacht players have played for them when you go down the list 1905 was the first one Henry Anderson who was also Connacht's first ever Ireland capped player and in no particular order and if we have
0: left anybody out, apologies but Eric Elwood, if we have please let us know because we'd like to get him, this is based on some uh, work I did but I obviously haven't had enough time to do completely thorough but if anyone out there knows of Players who played for Barbarians or iconic players, please let us know.
1: Uh, Eric Elwood, Simon Gagan, who scored six tries in four matches, so he obviously got the Barbarians' uh, theory of rugby. Robbie McGrath, Kieran Fitzgerald, Noel Mannion, Ray McLaughlin, Phelan McLaughlin, John O'Driscoll, Barry O'Driscoll, Jim Staples, Mick Beloy, David Curtis. So there's a proud history there. They've they, they've picked people from four corners of the world it's now spread to every single rugby nation and I think that's their their plan as well with the women's game tonight's team is made up of Irish French New Zealand a couple of Canadians in the squad as well so they're looking to to do their part and I'm very hopeful that uh, they will be concentrating on 15 a side women's rugby they won't. They're not a sevens org organisation, uh, and with some of the pressure that has come on women's rugby recently, uh, you would be hopeful
0: that that will uh, encourage more 15-a-side play. Indeed. So, just as we look, I I, I can't see if Adele has come on the field, but just you know we mentioned that she's playing with Galwegians and she's done very well with Galwegians. But she started her career playing with NUIG haven't played Gaelic vo- football before that and she's been nominated twice for as Connacht Women's Player of the Year so it's, uh, she's a fine talent really looking forward to seeing how she gets on OK William, the final score here in Tolman Park is the Barbarians 19, Munster nil, with tries in the second half from Ayla Sheegan and Tanya Rosser and we got some, some cracking Barbarian rugby at times Yeah, once, the,
1: once they got the, 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 I think their confidence came up they got to know each other a little bit better some of the passes started to stick, and they really got stuck in. Uh, some lovely running rugby on a really difficult night to play. Uh, but Barbarians' proper ethos with the way they play ran every penalty, took a few risks, and very entertaining game.
0: It was, and Adele did well. She set up, she took a big hit in order to set up the the Barbarians' second try, and did a cracking little offload as a nice little cameo for her appearance. So well done to her, and and she did wear and a Galwegian sock and an NUAG sock just to show she has two, two clubs so that was a nice touch OK, we'll take a break here and we'll be back in a little while So William, you had a, a quick chat with Adele McMahon afterwards she was pretty pretty delighted Oh, She was absolutely thrilled it's great to see
1: somebody so enthusiastic and buzzing after a game so l- let's hear what she had to say Adele McMahon standing here in your Barbarians women's jersey and your Galwegians sock and your NUIG sock as part of the tradition of Barbarians rugby that you wear your club socks and you're the uncapped player how much fun was that?
5: It was absolutely amazing um it, you can't even describe it. I don't think it sunk in fully. Uh, I thought it was the fastest game of rugby I ever played, and it was probably only the pitch for 30 minutes. Um, it was just go, go, go. Uh, the girls were so like unbelievable. The skill level, the experience, and even with those conditions, they were shipping that ball. They were moving, attacking the whole time. and um, like We bonded so well over the last two days. It was like we were playing for years. Like, those girls, there's 23 of us plus the management, and, like, I safely say they're, like, my best friends for the the last few days, for a lifetime. So it was amazing, yeah.
1: When did you actually find out that you were going to be a part of this uh, historic day?
5: Um, About two and a half weeks ago only. I'm kind of glad because if I knew longer, I'd be itching to play. So it was real, just found out, head tuned in, and just go from there. So it was a real fast. The last two weeks have just flown. Um... You know, I feel like I was with the girls for a full week and it was only two days. Um, So when I heard that call, I've just been gearing up for it since. And
1: what what specifically, you're playing with a lot of experienced players. What sort of, what benefit can you get from that? Or what, uh, how much confidence can you take from that?
5: Um... Just the coolness of everybody. I think there was, you know, there was no panic. Uh, we were thrown a lot of information on the first day. Uh, we had like about a two-hour training session in the morning, given complete set of line outs complete backs calls. You know, knew where we wanted to play territory, what kind of side we wanted to play, and like that was a hell of a lot of information to get in the morning and to go out then in the first training session. And within ten minutes, everybody was just playing. So like, t- just to take that on board um, with how calm everybody was. Um, definitely I could take from that um, how welcoming as well and how much it feels for players even coming along never played rugby before to just to join a club and to be welcomed like that really makes a big difference for a player coming in um, so I could definitely take points off that you know look out for the new ones. <laughs>
1: Barbarians have been around a long long time and this is a really historic day when you're it's the first time the women and the coach just talking about it there now how important it is for this, for this going forward um, is, are you, it, has that sunk in yet just how historic
5: this day is um, not really to be honest like it, I didn't think this would happen in, in this year um, especially off the back of the World Cup I thought this was something that would be in the future like in the next five years and like how fast this has come around for women's rugby like I mean what's next a Lions tour who knows Um, but like it's really the last even since I started playing the development of rugby has just upped in the last four years I mean when I was playing college um, you're going to train with seven girls nobody's played before and now in college rugby you've got people coming in with two three years experience and that's really shoving on to the interpro and straight up to Irish level so hopefully that just keeps development and with stuff like this I mean it's really just gonna blow up like the publicity for women's rugby like, is going to really shoot the roof through this after us so. now.
1: We've got the Interprovincials uh, coming up. We'll be covering them. and Some of them. Some of them. Some of them. Well, we'll be doing our best, certainly, for the first one in Munster. But how important are they in, in your season? How, they seem l- Looking at it from an outsider, they seem a little bit rushed. You play three consecutive Saturdays. It's, it it happens very quickly.
5: Yeah, the Interpros is um, a very short spurt. You know, you kind of you're thinking about it over the summer you're getting your training plans and then next thing it's two months out and then you're just training, training, training and trying to get clubbing beside it it's a pity it just doesn't expand a bit longer over the season and that we don't have more competitive games like the likes of over in England and that um, so three short games is a, a very small amount of time to show off what your provinces have and um, Hopefully that's something that they can push on for the future. It's nice to get the game in now against Monster because we're playing them in two weeks. <laughs> See who's there.
0: <laughs> it's a pleasure to talk to you. Sorry, yeah. I have one question before. How did you get away with wearing two separate socks? Is that like I, I know the Barbarians are allowed to wear club socks. I've never seen them wear two different socks. How did you manage to get away with that?
5: Uh, I said nothing. I just put them on and that was it. <laughs> You know, cheating. you're trying like. <laughs> um,
0: is that why your nickname is tricky? Yeah, that's it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, it's been a great day. I, I can tell how excited you are by it. It's it's a fantastic day. It's been very enjoyable, and uh, go and enjoy the evening now. And uh, we look forward to seeing you uh, playing for Connacht very soon.
5: Thanks
0: very much. Thank you. Okay, well, what are your final thoughts on that women's match? Historic day,
1: uh, I think, for women's rugby. Very important. Interesting that Giselle Mather, the uh, World Cup winner who coaches the Barbarians today, talking. they want to see three or four of these games played every season. Uh, and I think that's something the Barbarians are probably quite keen on as well. Um, it's an opportunity to spread the game. And just listening to what Adele McMahon said, I said how much she's taken from it uh, dare I call it, the sisterhood of women's rugby um, and how much it means to them to get the opportunity to meet and play with other players from around the world and that must be a good thing
0: Okay, William it's half time in the the men's game and the Barbarians leading 15-14, it's been an entertaining game, well
1: it's a monsoon here and they've done really well, it's much worse than it was during the, the women's match Tonga 14-0 up made a very quick fast start but the Barbarians have got a bit more into their game now and it's it's what you'd expect there's been some uh, interesting plays it's interesting to watch a rugby match particularly from the Barbarian side being played without set patterns Yeah, um, they're just going for it they're making it up on the hoof and they seem to be enjoying themselves and fair play to the good folk of Limerick who've come out uh, they're out in the rain but uh they're enjoying themselves, and
0: hopefully the second half will continue. And of course, before the game, we had the, the Tongan version of the hacker, but they've got a different name for it. The Sippy Tau. Interesting war dance. Much shorter than the hacker.
1: Yeah, very short, very, uh, very su- well, I wouldn't call, quite call it sweet. And then we had a nice moment on the figure of eight for Anthony Foley, done by the Barbarians. So
0: we're looking forward to the second half. Okay, William, the Barbarians have had a, a second victory today. The women's have been joined by the men who win 27-24. Cracking match.
1: Yeah, it was a great match considering the conditions.
0: And a uh, real hard physical
1: game the second half. Um, it's, interesting. it's hard to know what to, what to say about Tonga. I mean, they've, this is a very important tour for them. They're playing Japan next week in Toulouse. And then they're playing uh, Romania. Um, they're... In with England, Argentina, France, and the USA in the next World Cup in Japan, and they sparkled at times this evening. But uh, they were—they probably didn't. I don't. I think the Barbarians just about deserved to win. They played the better rugby in the second half. Um, of course, great to see Quinn Roo who played uh, for about sixty minutes, yep. and John Muldoon, who played for about twenty-five minutes. Current Connacht players. Uh, playing for the Barbarians this evening Um, Jared Butler uh, has played for the Barbarians as well quite recently Um, obviously before he joined Connacht and ex Connacht man Frank Murphy had a busy enough time refereeing a couple of times in the uh, second half there when it it flared up a little bit Uh, so it was quite a tasty
0: game it was indeed we're going to take a break and we'll get some interviews we'll be back in a while
1: John Muldoon, Quinn Roo. How good was it to get invited to play for this team?
2: Yeah, I, I found out on uh, Sunday night that there was a possibility. Um, a few of the Kiwi lads uh, got called up for um, for the international duty. And, um I made a phone call and I dropped into Tim and KK's office about four times uh, on on Monday morning, just trying to get that opportunity and tr- trying to get this jersey. Um, I've been fortunate enough twice to play against the Barbarians, um, both times for Ireland. So um, it's been a, I suppose, um, it's been on that bucket list for quite a while, and to to get out and to get the opportunity and um, just to say thanks to Connacht for releasing me. And it's been honest; it's been a fantastic couple of days. Um, it's It's been um, a bit surreal coming down, meeting all these different people and um, forming a bond so quickly with with fellows you don't know and um, just wanting to go out and not let them down and, uh, more importantly, not let the jersey down because you see the history and they showed us a few videos over the last couple of days and you realise the special people that have been there before you. But I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, Quinn?
3: Yeah, I totally agree with everything John said there. Um, I actually got a a text from KK that showed... um, and ask if I'm available, and I was like mad keen, and then I wasn't going to go, and then Tuesday morning I got a call from Robbie saying, look, look do you want to come and join us? And I was, let would say an hour, packed my stuff, and I was gone, I was on the way, um, I couldn't wait to get here, and I'm just massively fortunate to be here. It's uh, awesome, as John said again, um, it's been an awesome week, and just meeting a couple of new people, just experiencing what, what it's all about, and uh, yeah, I'm just glad we got the win as well tonight, so be a good, good night tonight. <laughs>
1: Yeah, the win the wind seemed quite important. It, it, that was a hell for leather game. There was no holds barred out there, was there?
2: Yeah, we were probably a small a little bit disappointed in the first ten. And then um, I think we we won the, the second quarter in the, in the first half, which really helped us. And um, it, it was a messy night. And I suppose it's in the back of your mind. It's the Barbarians. It's... Gina said, Robbie, it's it's flair, it's passion, and and um, we probably uh, got ahead of ourselves with the conditions, and um, I think we we figured it out. And there's there's so much talent and so much experience out there that um, it just takes someone to to calm it down and get um, get everyone going again. But look, we wanted to win, and um, we really wanted to win. And um, Robbie said a, a thing that'll stick with me, I think, for the rest of my life. Um, life is about." taken and, and given and we were on the take for a couple of days early in the week so we had to give back later in the week and I thought it was um, a very apt way of, of summing up the week so um, we might do a bit of taking again tonight.
1: And just how interesting is it to come into in the middle of your own season to come into a different setup with a, a rugby ethos but a different type of ethos and then you have to you have to grab this quickly because it it it's comes and goes very quickly doesn't it
3: that's that's exactly I said to myself look I'm going to try and make the most and take the mo- most out of this week as much as I can and it's a different environment there's no there's no pressure it's all about enjoying each other's company and enjoying playing rugby as Donica said earlier so I think he hit the nail on the head we love playing the game and I said look I'm gonna take all I can out of this week and just enjoy it as much as I can but still try and play some good rugby and, and do, do the jersey proud as the people before me has done. So, yeah, it's been a very enjoyable week for me, to be honest.
1: John, just finally, it it's came across in our statistics, which Alan, Alan was working on, uh, probably one of the few people who's played... For and against for Ireland against the Barbarians in Thoman Park and now come here and played for the Barbarians against Tonga.
2: Yeah, um, I was I was trying to think earlier on and I was talking to David Smith. He was obviously on the the uh, Barbarians team. We we're chatting to him earlier in the week about it and yeah, look, it brought back great memories here. Um, I came down here, played for Ireland, got man the match, went to New Zealand, and um, let's just leave it at that. Didn't go too well after that, but look, um, I've. I was late to rugby, and I know the history, and I've known the the Barbarians' way of doing things for a long, long time, and it's been um, it's been on the bucket list for a good few years. And um, I think when you see and you play against the Barbarians, um, whatever seven years ago or whatever it was. Um, I was eager to try and if the opportunity ever came and uh, I mentioned it to my agent and a couple of other people if that opportunity ever comes I want it I want it so um it's I'm delighted to say that I've got the opportunity and it's like everything you chase something once and you want more and more so I'd love to come back again it's been a, a fantastic couple of days um and the reason why it's so fantastic is Quinn's nailed it on the head. It's the people that make it, and that special bond that you get. So, like the reality is, I might never see fifty, sixty percent of the lads here again. Um, so it's you can always say, and you can always, you'll always know that you played with them and against them. So it's it's it was brilliant, brilliant.
0: Okay, that was John Muldoon and Quinn Roo, who were both in cracking form, and. Um, we also got talking to Robbie Deans. I'm with
1: uh, Robbie Deans, uh, coach of the Barbarians for this uh, two-match uh, part of their season. Robbie, it's, it just strikes me with with modern rugby that that's so structured and so organised, and teams doing the same things and meeting the same players. How important is it for something like the Barbarians to give players the opportunity? To come outside of that situation?
4: Well I think you, you only look at the response of the players <coughs> to a man when they're approached none of them turned it down and uh, as you say it's an opportunity to actually play without fear uh, and I think you're right I think often you know we as coaches get in the way of growth of individuals and of teams because we we can be very conscious of the scoreboard, conscious of the you know the campaign, uh, you know the competition points table. Uh, those things can get in the way of, of of spontaneity, for want of a better word. And I mean, you saw out there not even in impossible conditions. Blokes were trying the the miraculous, you know. And that's what that's what we want. That's part of the philosophy of of bar- bar- barbarians. And I think that's it takes you back to amateur days. It captures the best from the past, but. That, the greatest thing about the Barbarians is that you you, grow, you throw a, a group of strangers together. <coughs> you have a very short time to bring it together. Uh, so they got to get outside of their comfort zones, first off the field and then on the field. And uh, it's just stimulating. And it, it captures for me everything that's great about this game. Uh, and I think it's absolutely critical that the Barbarians remain relevant. And I think they can teach... Uh, those that are in this code as a job day to day they can remind us of some of the elements that sometimes we we forget this is the only team that gets to,
0: you get southern hemisphere players and northern hemisphere players playing together yeah. is there is there a chance of more of that sort of thing happening or do you think that like how important that is so that they can sort of get to know each other in a very different environment
4: well that's exactly what it's about you know Players playing together that ordinarily have played against each other—it's um, just—it's a great experience for the cultures to be mixed, you know, with a, n- a number of d- different nationalities in this side. Not as many as we would have liked. It's been—it's challenging now, but that is the point of the difference of Barbarians. So these guys, last year's group, for example, they have maintained contact all year, constant banter before, after, probably during games. And a lot of them had great seasons. They grew off the experience they had with the Barbarians and they are all in the playoffs. Uh, and I've got no doubt this group will be the same.
0: OK, that was Robbie Deans, the Barbarians coach, uh, former Canterbury coach, and he was really emphasising the amateur ethos that the Barbarians brings.
1: Yeah, I mean, they go out to win. John Muldoon said that in, in his general comments to his press conference, that they want to win. It's not about throwing the ball around to no purpose. Winning is key. These guys are competitive, they're professional. It's a slightly different scenario. They really wanted to win this match. Um, but it's the camaraderie, it's the fact that you get called into an invitation side and uh, that you might never get asked again. Not because you haven't played well, but because it just doesn't work out for you. And uh, he, John Muldoon, was delighted, and so was Quinn Roo. And you could just tell, they, they were buzzing. So, Great night in appalling conditions,
0: thoroughly enjoyable. Okay, so next time you hear from us after this one will be our pre Cardiff match when we have the the press conference in a week and a half time, I think it is, or something like that. So um, that's it. Cheers, folks.